welcome to Reframe and Rewire Greatness Through Daily Routine. This podcast is designed to alter your mindsets and transform your day-to-day from the second you open your eyes to you close them at night, adapting what I would call a success routine. This series is liable to change your life. And it's never the big things that you do, but the littlest things you do every day that make the biggest difference. And now, on to the podcast. Thank you for joining. Welcome back to the podcast as we continue in this series on destructive leadership habits. Remember, we're all leaders in some way, shape, or form, leading our homes, our communities, our organizations, and corporations, etc., And so we need to work on our leadership skills. Well, I'm nearing the end of this, but I have just a few more I want to cover with you. And then we're going to start a brand new series on small changes equal big results. And I have some guest speakers lined up, so I know you're going to enjoy that series. So stay with us as we continue to complete this one and move into the next. Let's dive back into the material. And this comes from a list that I've created from over two decades of leadership and building businesses and mistakes that I've made, but also mistakes I've seen others' leaders commonly make. So the next one on my list is the blame game. It's too easy to want to shift blame, especially when it's truly not our fault in certain situations and circumstances where a mistake was made. It's, uh, you know, it, it could clearly be a specific team member or another department or somebody that is somehow on your watch. And um, maybe you even, you know, uh, did your best to try to help them prevent from making that mistake. And it affected a lot of people or at least others. And you want to just go ahead and just shift the blame and say, oh, well, you know, so-and-so didn't do their job or I told them and they didn't and whatever. Okay. But here's what happens. It makes you look bad because uh, a leader really should be willing to be humble enough to say, okay, look, this was my department. It was my responsibility. Um, if if someone was to blame, I will deal with it. Um, I'm going to take the blame at this point and work through it. And I can promise you, we're going to come up with a resolve and uh, we're not going to allow this happen again. So I appreciate your patience with me. I, I ask you for your forgiveness and, um, and we're going to get right to it and, and get this thing switched around. And that's really all that needs to be spoken. You don't need to name names. You don't need to blame people. You don't need to come back and, you know, make a big stink over so-and-so. Even if maybe they're making a lot of mistakes. Now, after that that particular, uh, you know, uh, I guess confrontation has been resolved in that way, in that very humble, kind, subservient way, then you can go back to whoever it is that you feel is to blame and address it one-to-one in a private way, not screaming and yelling so everybody else can hear it. I honestly work with leaders that will go right to that person in front of the whole team make a big stink over it and embarrass them beyond belief. And that's just wrong, okay? So we definitely don't want to handle it that way. So we want to do this in a very tactful, professional, kind, and graceful way. So it's best to take them in a private place at the right time. Obviously, if they're busy at the moment and it's not a good time, that, especially if you're angry, that's definitely not a good time to do it. So maybe you even need to take two or three days to mull it over. My mentor always says when you're upset, take three days to think about it and sleep on it before you act. Now, obviously, I know there are some situations where you can't wait three days. It's just not going to wait three days. In fact, in certain situations, it may not even be able to be wait three minutes. <laughs> and I get it. Okay, it's going to be case by case. 
but we want to go back and we want to make sure that we correct it properly. And the best way to do that is ask questions. Now, do you know that you know this happened, okay? Can you explain to me why it happened? Was there something that I did not provide for you that I should have? Um, and very kindly, not in a sarcastic, nasty, we don't go, well, is there something I could have provided? You know, no, don't do that. <laughs> but ask, look, is there something I could have done? Did I drop the ball somewhere? You know, did I, did I not, you know, uh, contact you or communicate with you well on this? How can we correct this? What do you think the best course of action is at this point? Do you realize perhaps that it may have affected so-and-so or this, you know, other group of people or, or this department or this... Ask them questions. Pull it out of them. Make them take responsibility for their own actions and to come up with the solutions for that. Now, the alternative, unfortunately, is what's used most in these situations, and it's where they go to that person or persons or department or whatever, and they start like this, and they go, I just came from such and such, and I can't believe you did this, and, and how could you do this, and I told you, and you should have done this, and you should have done that, and how many times do I got to repeat it, and what's wrong with you, and I'm going to have to write you up, and what, you know, and when we do that, okay, when we do that, all that does is crush that person and make them incredibly defensive where you're not going to get anywhere with them. And all it's going to do is make them want to hide their mistakes rather than be honest with you about them. Okay, So that virtually sets you up for failure in the future with this person, leaving you with no recourse, but possibly letting them go or reprimanding them or, or having them make so many mis other mistakes uh, that, that never get corrected because you don't have the open lines of communication. Okay, now I, this is true whether we're talking about parent-child or whether we're talking about leadership, but this is something I see go on constantly, and every time I see it happen, it crushes me because I'm like, why, you know, can you, this person, you know, most most workers don't want to do wrong, okay? Now, I'm not saying that some <laughs> don't have some kind of a devious nature, but the majority want to do right. They want to succeed. They want to make the right decisions. Give them the benefit of the doubt, okay? The buck should always stop with you. Accept responsibility. Maybe you didn't inform them well. Maybe you didn't communicate well. Maybe you didn't equip them so they could win. Maybe you gave them half of a toolbox to get the job done, whatever that toolbox was, okay? And I'm not talking about a physical toolbox. I'm just saying tools that they needed to succeed, whatever it was. You know, whether it was a presentation or whether it was, uh, you know, something that they had to discuss with someone or, or whatever it is that you asked them to do. You've got to get behind them 100%. And you've got to learn from your own mistakes and course correct and help them. People will respect you if you see that you're transparent. If they see you're transparent, you're willing to admit you've made a mistake, and you maintain integrity during difficult times and mishaps, okay? So hopefully this was a good one for you. Um, and, and definitely don't take the poor me or, you know, uh, you know victim mentality because that's the worst example you can set. All right, this is Michelle Steffes, Reframe and Rewire, talking about leadership and destructive leadership habits. Join me back tomorrow as we continue. Thank you and have an amazing day.